I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right. Welcome in. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Arnie's in L.A., so he's living the life. Though I, I was concerned. I was asking E-Rob about it. I, I saw you've been, like, bundled up. Yeah. Like, you're in the Northeast. Yeah. But I guess this is that kind of rough time of the year, especially at night out in SoCal, where it can get a little chilly on you. So I don't I, like I it here. It, I, I don't like it here, right? I, I, I got to tell I'm very disappointed. Why is I'm, that? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not digging the West Coast. First of all, the traffic is, is, is going to kill me. I mean, it's right. smothering the hell out of me. Right? I come. I haven't been. See, most people don't know this. We'll peel the curtain back. The reason I haven't been in Los Angeles for two years is I've had a two-year ban imposed on <laughs> me by by the bosses. So right, I, I'm right. not allowed to be come back for two years. Uh, so I finally come back. I I introduced myself as Eric Roberts. I didn't even know who he was. He's like, I'm I, your producer. I, yep. I'm your producer the last yep, like yep. one year. W- walks in, shakes my hand. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, how you doing, man? I know who he is. I have no idea who you are. Apparently, uh, Twitter <laughs> pictures don't translate all the way up there into Vermont. And, and, and you know what's so funny is I'm, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, Oh my goodness, we'll hire anybody. And I'm when I heard <laughs> when, when I heard that that was my producer, I'm like, No, you know, you know I, the, the crazy thing is since he's been in here, Chris. Yeah. I, I can honestly say he's been here for an hour. Mm-hmm. Not one single positive statement has come out no. of his mouth <laughs> since he's been in this building, dude. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, I, everybody's aged here. The Sager looks like he's 20 years older. Uh, Bobo <laughs> looks older than me, and he's like right. 20 years younger. It, it's crazy, Chris. I got to tell you, I was playing basketball down in Venice. And I think and, you dropped a little blue pill in here, Arnie. Uh, well, just stop it. I was, <laughs> it has a V on it. I was, I was playing basketball down in Venice, and I didn't like the two guys I was playing against, and I was talking a lot of smack and, and throwing a couple of elbows. I found out after the game that they work with us at Fox Sports. So. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Good, one good guy, the, the one, the real bad basketball player, the one that was horrific, uh, Brandon works uh, does the podcast with Joy Taylor, so uh, I'll just give a shout out to him. So yeah, I mean it, 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 it's it's okay, but I, the traffic kills you. I don't like being on West Coast time zone. You got to get in early. You know, I just uh, nobody likes me around here. I'm more hated than Ben Maller. I don't know how that happened. So 
I don't know. I, 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 I'm already outworn by welcome. Yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah, I hate, they hate me more than him. Well, I, I wouldn't imagine why anyone would hate you when the yeah. first five minutes you've said everyone looks older, you didn't know who Eric was, yeah. and uh, you basically crushed a couple of guys at work at Fox Sports Ephraim Radio Salam, too. I thought he was going to take a swing at me, Ephraim, because I oh, but he's like, oh, you went to San Diego State. I love the junior colleges. And he yeah, looked at me like, oh. That's Are you not serious? A good way. You, yeah. you, you really have to ask yourself. Well, no, I introduced myself to Scott Shapiro and that you could take the rest <laughs> of the night off. <laughs> Well, we are coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yes, Arnie is in L.A., so basically you've sucked the will to live out of the yes. Dodgers right now, yes. who have forgotten how to play baseball since you got I've there. I've sucked the will out of everybody working with us right now. I just have well, to go ahead and I, I, yeah, get everybody in the So safe. far, so good to yeah. hear. Though I did see someone on Twitter lay out that the best thing to do to get under Ben Maller's skin yeah. is to basically just leave a bunch of trash around oh, before and you leave. That is going to happen. Trust okay. me. This will Good be call. the messiest studio uh, when uh, when Ben Maller comes. If I recognize Ben Maller, it's been such a long time. And he's lost a lot of weight, too. Yeah, so, I've know. been hearing that. I think he's gained a lot of it back. <laughs> well, we're off to a blazing start <laughs> here tonight. What, you see what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? Chris came When Chris came to L.A. Yeah, Chris, I know. It was all polite. Man, yeah, he was yeah. nice. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Shook hands, kissed babies. Arnie came in here. He's yeah. talking mess. He's kicked my I chair. Was, I was going to bring on pizza. Air. Hold on. I'm yeah. running the last show. <laughs> he sticks his finger in my ear. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> I was going to bring pizza for everybody, but... I had a few slices myself, so I'm like, I'm not hungry. What do I need to bring pizza Save for Save it for else? lunch tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Save it for lunch yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. All right, well, we got a lot yeah, of different yeah, we ways do. we, we could go. We brought up the Dodgers. I guess we could talk about Cody Bellinger getting pulled tonight. We'll table that for a little bit. We got NFL draft stuff. And, I mean, I, I was sitting – I was reading a redraft of the 2014 draft, and it's That's so shocking. funny. That's yeah. Well, you know, just kind of digging, going back four years, seeing what people said back then. And it's always funny to see what was a great draft four years ago, and and the day after the draft, how amazing it was, and then four <laughs> years later, half the guys that everyone's losing their mind about aren't even in the league anymore, so we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit, but come on, Arnie, there's one story in sports today, it'll dominate the headlines probably until we get to the first game between uh, in the second round between Cleveland and, uh, who, who do they have in the second round? Uh, uh, Toronto. Toronto, Toronto yeah. thank you, between Cleveland and Toronto. But LeBron James and what he's able to do in Game Sevens, and how the kiss of death—I guess—can we say no longer exists? No, no. After yeah. you almost, you almost nailed the final score last I night. I added one hundred three ninety-six. People were texting me like, "Oh my goodness, you—you you may get it exactly right." Was that that was the score? I think with like twenty-three seconds left in the game, uh, and I said LeBron would have forty-four points. What did he finish with? By the way, I think he had like forty-five. Oh, okay, I was wrong on that. So You were way yeah, off. Yeah, way off on that. Uh, look, there was no doubt when you're going to a Game 7, anybody that thought LeBron was going to roll on over and not have uh, will his team to win, you're sorely mistaken. Now, that, that doesn't mean that Indiana didn't play a great game and, and fight on back, and I give them a lot of credit. But LeBron is exhausted after that seven-game series. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't think they could still get by Toronto, but uh, just looking at this Game 7, he willed his team the victory. That's why LeBron is showing he's second best to Michael Jordan. I mean, that's what it was all about. He was great out there. Well, uh, he's now 5-2 and two in yeah. Game 7s in his career with an incredible 34.9 points per game, wow. nine rebounds, and wow. five assists in Game 7. And he was right there tonight, finishing with, as Arnie mentioned, 45 points in Game 7 tonight. It was um, 
It was, and he played every minute. He played every single minute no, here tonight. He, he, he missed a, I think he missed a couple of minutes when he was hurt, or he had the. Um, oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every minute when he was healthy, I think yeah, is yeah, a fair yeah, way. Yeah, to yeah, put they pulled about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had to walk back to the locker room. Asked if he got an IV. He said, "Nope, nope, nope. Didn't get an IV. Forty-five points, seven assists, nine rebounds, and a number that stood out to me in this series. Sometimes when LeBron struggles, he'll turn the ball over a bit. Only only four turnovers, and I mean that's he only had one in Game Two of this series. I mean, listen, we, we can have the debates about greatest of all time. I'm more intrigued by if he can continue to do this because this is reminding me a lot of uh, late stage LeBron." during his early run with Cleveland. And I, I saw this brought up a couple of times on Twitter, and I think it's a great point. It kind of has that 09-2010 Cleveland Cavaliers feel to it whenever – and it's funny because at the trade deadline, when they made their moves and they won a couple games, what did everyone say? Oh, he doesn't need superstars. Just just, just get him some role players and he'll be fine, right? Right, right, and right. And then reality kicked in. That's kind of what had happened to him near the end of his first run at Cleveland when he decided he needed superstars and went to Miami, and we know what happened there. But, Arnie, I'm curious. Can he keep doing this now? This isn't easy. You heard him afterwards. He's wore out. He's tired. He wanted to go home. This is a Toronto team that can be pretty physical. Oh, can he continue on, to do it? it? Yes, of course he can. They're playing Toronto. No, this, well, you know what? Yes, disrespect to Toronto. Yes, he can keep on doing it. And if he puts up numbers like that, I mean, did you see? Can, are we going to give any praise to Tristan Thompson? I know we don't want to because, you know, of the whole Kardashian thing. But he was phenomenal without him. They don't win today. You know that, don't you? Without Tristan Thompson and his contrib- uh, contribution, they don't win, Chris. They they lose, and they lose a game seven at home. That's what happened. Yeah, and that would be the first time LeBron was eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. And it's funny because Tristan Thompson, who had been mostly MIA, finishes with 15 points and 10 rebounds and was – I think he's been a consistent in that. I, I'm not a big plus-minus guy. But if it helps me make a point or helps us make a point, I'll use it like crazy. Uh, but he was a, he was in the positive. He was, he was a plus two today. And if you can get anything from him, Arnie, if you can get anything from him, and again, I, I have a little bit more respect than you do for our friends north of the border. But, I mean, I, I think you can kind of say maybe Cleveland has a chance to end up in the finals. Maybe they've got an opportunity to em- end up back, not just in the Eastern Conference Finals, in the NBA Finals, right? Oh, absolutely. I Look, I think they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I'm not sure who they'll play. I, I'm not so sure that Philadelphia is a give-me to get there. I think Boston may take down Philadelphia when it's said and done. That may go seven games. Brad Stevens is like the most underrated coach in the NBA. It's phenomenal what this guy is doing without Hayward, without Kyrie. Uh, who else went down? Brown went down yesterday. It was, a, I mean, it was just crazy how this guy is winning and everybody's going down. He's Smart was hurt in the playoffs and he's just done a, a phenomenal job. But I, I think Cleveland uh, will find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals. That doesn't mean they'll make it all the way to the NBA Finals, though. You know what I think is curious, Arnie, is debating, uh, and I don't even know if we could really have much of a debate, but is this the weakest supporting cast that LeBron has had? And I went back, and I, I was <laughs> looking at some of those teams that he had late in 08 and, and 2007. Those were pretty bad. We forget it was LeBron, and they tried to pull Shaq O'Neal out of mothballs with what ended up being his final season. What whenever. does that say, though, about – I'm sorry to interrupt. What does that say, though, no. about LeBron? Because even uh, Russell Westbrook was able to get a Paul George, was able to get yeah. Carmelo – for good or bad, at least he was able to attract some big names. 
Why, why in this time, day and age of the NBA where you could pretty much get any aging superstar to fit in under the cap or you definitely can get a second star, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, that Cleveland doesn't have one? Why is that after Kyrie left? I have no idea. Well, I think they swung and missed, Arnie. I, I really do. I think they either, either over-evaluated or over-anticipated the role that Isaiah Thomas could play and maybe – Really didn't truly grasp how injured he was. I, I don't know. I, I, looking back, it was a horrific mistake. But at one point, we thought Isaiah Thomas would be a great fit with right. him. Everyone forgets that has deleted all the tweets from that by this point. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a great question. I don't know. Do people shy away from playing with LeBron? We have Kyrie Irving. You know the it's, answer, of course. That's exactly what's going on. I mean, Kyrie why? wanted a – Well, I mean, he's probably not the easiest guy to get along with. I've, I've got to assume that. Uh, of course, it's always about him and his team. Uh, if you're not going to play well one game, I mean, do you think Kevin Love is having a good time in Cleveland? Do you think he's enjoying himself playing with LeBron? Because he looks like he's miserable half the time that he's out there, you know? I mean, you're winning. Does winning suck? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, I, does, <laughs> ask the Patriots. Ask Rob Gronkowski when he sends out those cryptic, uh, you know, tweets. Uh, when What is it? Edelman sign. Uh, with, with the Dolphins, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what about that? You know, maybe it's not all about winning when it's said and done. What you would call it, the guy from Philadelphia Eagles said, you know, here's it's not a fun time over there in New England. Oh, that was that Lane Johnson? Yeah, Lane Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Former Sooner. Uh, but anyway, I just it, it's so intriguing to me because you heap all this praise and now you bring up this angle, which is quite curious. You know, do people still want to play with LeBron? In this is he day and have- age, though, if he goes to Los Angeles, I mean, is he is he going to bring a second person with him, or is the same thing going to happen in L.A.? Is is there going to be a Paul George or a, a I don't know Carmelo or a, 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 whoever the hell he could bring over, or is it just going to be LeBron? I'm I'm kind of curious about that. No, I don't know who the second person is. Is there a roster that you don't put LeBron or that you put LeBron on, and they automatically don't become a playoff team? I mean, think about that first and foremost. I mean, if you put LeBron on the Knicks in their current construction, are they a playoff team? Oh, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. Are they a team that could win a couple of series? Of course. Probably. Yeah. So, I, I mean, again, we're falling back into that trap to where you wonder, all right, does he truly need uh, elite players around him? Can he do it all himself? Or are we living in that time, like say, oh gosh, this is going back a ways, but this is my best NBA uh, history lesson. When Sacramento was really good, Arnie, and they had Vlade, and they had Chris Webber, and Mike Bibby, uh, and Bobby Jackson, they had all these guys that could score, but you know what? They just ran into a buzzsaw every year, and it's just the fact that the Lakers were there, and regardless of what you did, you weren't going to get past Kobe and Shaq. Are we just living in a time where regardless of what you do, even though they did it a couple of years ago, you're not going to be able to get anything from Golden State based on the way they're looking? No, you worry about that in the finals. I mean, yeah, it looks that way. It looks like if you get it to the finals, you're not going to beat Golden State. I don't think people have that defeatist attitude, though. So, you know, get yourself in the finals. Get that one extra guy. I, I Like I said, though, I, I, not in 2018 where you have a team with LeBron and you don't have that second guy. And and the guys they signed, the Tristan Thompson making all that money, they don't really want to play. He, like I said, he had to step up to save them today. Eight seven seven. What did I just say? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll continue to dive through the NBA playoffs. Victor Oladipo, uh, not just his post game text that has everyone losing their minds in a positive way, but he sent things into shambles in Vegas. We'll get into that yeah. and also preview the rest <laughs> of the NBA's second round next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. 
Very important week for me. It was draft week. So that means win totals are out from Vegas. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. You know what I just did? You know what I just did, Plank? What'd you just do? You know how in the studio they'll have a sheet that has, you got to guess like uh, all the divisions, the AFC, the NFC, and everybody does a poll here at Fox. I was the first one to fill mine out. I already, I just put mine up there. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to get to that in your Giants Dolphins again. This yeah, this this list usually <laughs> comes out about a week before the NFL season, and Arnie put his up yeah. in um, the last two days of what are we in <laughs> April? April. Yeah. Giants well, Dolphins hey. like I had last year. Plank, what do you think? Is it mean of me to say that I don't know what happened in the draft because every time I turn on, I only see one player getting covered that got drafted this weekend? Is that mean, or is that <laughs> am I allowed to walk down that road? Or because I'm pretty sure. That you had seven rounds of players getting drafted, no, but every no, time no. I turn on the TV, no. I only see them talking about one. But you know, I, I, no, the Australian by... football guy got drafted too. Yeah, I see that video over and over. Can I do this, yeah, the sponsor yeah, read ahead, now? Okay, ahead, we're brought to you by Granger, <laughs> the products and services you need when you need them. Granger, they've got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. DeSager uh, will have update coming up at the bottom of the hour as everything is final. Yeah. In the uh, big leagues, he is and of course, too, the NBA. Boy, he got why, old. why are you saying that? I just, that just... I, I just keeping it honest, keeping it real. So you've kind of done a little bit of a 180 here. I don't know if you've noticed this, yeah. but you kind of had the mindset that the East was pretty wide open and it might not be the Cavs' year. Then LeBron wins a game seven, and now you're, you're back all in. Are you uh, flip-flopping on us a bit, or whoa, have whoa, you whoa, always whoa, been? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean flip-flopping on LeBron? I didn't flip-flop on LeBron. No, no, you yeah. flipped on the Cavaliers a little bit. Uh, though I will say... I give you credit because you haven't suddenly coronated or, or had the coronation. I coronated. You haven't suddenly had the coronation for the Sixers no, that the rest no, of the oh, NBA no, has had. No, I'm rooting oh. against them. I, I'm I'm leading the the charge against the Philadelphia Seven. They're everything I hate uh, about the way things were done. Basketball, the whole trust the process, tanking, everything I despise. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I hate the town. Uh, I like cheesesteaks, but that's just, that's pretty much it. That's the only thing. The Celtics really should be the class of the East, but their injuries with Kyrie and Hayward, I mean, that just destroyed them. Plus, more so, uh, Smart and the gang, it, it's just horrible for them. Otherwise, they would be the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference, and perhaps they still may uh, come out of the Eastern Conference. But, yeah, I'm back on with Cleveland. That, that seven-game series against Indiana is going to obviously take its toll. But with the NBA every two to three days in the playoffs, um, I think that's going to be final LeBron. But, no, I'm, I'm all with LeBron. I'm all on. Why, by the way, who do you think most of America was rooting for in Game 7, Cleveland or Indiana? What do you think? Well, I, that's a great question. I think everybody with the NBA was rooting for Well, <laughs> we know that, but I'm just saying LeBron, that, yeah. LeBron equals ratings. I think everyone was rooting for LeBron, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. It, has he become a villain yet? No, he was a Outs. good guy. You know, it's like one of the Superman movies. First, Superman's a good guy. And then you right. got the drunk Superman who's, like, drinking and everybody doesn't like, we don't like you anymore, Superman. And then, you know, he does some bad things. And then he becomes a hero again. That's kind of LeBron. We like LeBron. We didn't like LeBron in Miami. Now we like LeBron again back in Cleveland. Boy, when did Philly fans suddenly become so sensitive? Dan, yeah. hit, aren't you supposed to be so hardcore, so hard, and someone actually says, ah, I'm not really all in on Philadelphia. And then you get this, you bums, the Sixers are coming out of the East. La Bum doesn't have a shot against them. Hashtag Philly Unite. Oh. Um, yeah, La Bum. Okay. Oh, that, that's not the one from Tony that says you guys are peasants. peasants. 76ers are the locks to come out of the East. No team is on their level. I, so. I, 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 I like them. 
I think they're a really good basketball team. They're on a hell of a run. Brett Brown's a stud. Can you imagine being a guy, first of all, that keeps your job throughout as bad as they were to have that faith in the front office to go through all the trials and tribulations and to be able to lead this team to that level? Pretty damn impressive. Absolutely. But I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to crown them right now. I mean, give me a break. I, I, I'll tell you what. As much as everyone has been anti on Baker, right? As much as people have been anti on uh, the Oakland Raiders draft, which I'm taking very personally, Arnie, uh, everyone seems to be all in on everything the Philadelphia 76ers do. I mean, uh, it's just it's getting to the point to where I think people are going to start turning on them. America's team now, yes. Right, right. You can't do too too many good things because people start to hate on you, and I kind of think that's what's going to happen. That's going to be like the Cleveland Browns in like two years. Everybody's going to become Cleveland Brown fans now. Right. Oh, yeah, trust the the process. Trust the process. Well, you know, I I heard you last night. I was listening in, and I I, I never – my gosh, guys, mark the tape. I have to give Arnie credit. I had never really thought of it that way. I had never, and, and I think this might have even spanned over to a take that you don't share with us on Sundays, but you just keep for you and your, uh, your buddy Aaron. <laughs> you don't share it with us because I think it's brilliant. I think there's a hell of a debate to be had about the way that Philadelphia has built this team. Is it incredible? Do they make the right draft picks? You bet. Is the, But the whole process thing is it's it's kind of undermining the game itself, is it not? It's kind of the cheap way to just go out and say, you know what, we're going to screw our fans for three, four, five years, and then hope we hit on a few draft picks, and then if we do, we're going to be great. I mean, it's it, it's working it, right now, it's but garbage. It's, just, it's really garbage. It is garbage because there was no 100% guarantee that they would have ended up with the players or the number one pick or the number three pick or that this guy would fall into their lap or that guy was going to go ahead and fall into their lap. There was no guarantee that that was going to happen. You you know, you need a lot of luck uh, as well as the trust the process. And I bet you it's like more like 30 40% luck than, than it is trust the process, to be honest with you, Chris. Well, and it's worked. I like him a lot. I think it's going to be a really fun series coming up with Boston. But, again, it's hard to tell what's going to happen from two perspectives. Number one, as we've brought up many times on this show, as Arnie has talked about quite a bit, Boston not near 100%, but I think they win the battle on the sidelines. I think they've got the coaching advantage. Phillies, they've never been in this situation before. Boston at least has a handful of guys that have been there. Philly hasn't. J.J. Redick has. How do they handle this situation? How do they handle – do I use the term pressure here, or is that too cheesy being in this – anyway, how do they handle being at that next level? And then, just real quick to put a twisty tie on the East, Cleveland and Toronto, Arnie has already disrespected the Raptors. Yes, I have. Yes, I I don't think I can do anything that could sell you on the Raptors (laughs) right now, right? I I can't give you a DeRozan or a Kyle Lowry taker that's going to change your mind at all. Imagine my surprise. I I just found out this morning that Toronto had a basketball team. So, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I, I know that's a fib, but anyway, uh, you don't know that. That would be <laughs> your your hate. Your hate for anyone that's not mainstream is still absolutely. It is. I have to. Have, yeah, I got to be mainstream. And I I did I did fill it up in Toronto years ago. I was staying up there in Toronto, and I'm still doing that to them. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Uh, here's Kyle, who's not happy with you. He writes the Cavs won't even have a shot 
to play the Sixers because they will lose in six to the Raptors. Hashtag we the North. See, wow. there you go. Wow. You've already upset Kyle. We've already angle, uh, angered Tony and every other Philadelphia fan tonight. We're on fire what, to by, get things they, started. Are they, are, like, were they Philadelphia fans back like four or five years ago, or they're just no. like Philly fans for the, like the last uh, three months? No, know? no. It's like Houston Astro baseball fan, yeah. right? Yeah. Lowest TV ratings like in the history of Major League Baseball for a market three years ago, and suddenly they're talking about Glenn Davis and Mike Scott Whoa, like they know who Phil we're Garner in Houston, so. what are you doing? What are you, I got a buddy that does the post game show down there. What you you want me to lie and act like they've been <laughs> lifelong diehard hey, baseball fans? I mean, to make you can them say feel this, good. You can say the same thing about the Patriot fans. They what? They were going to move the team. They were going to move St. the Louis, team for baby. crying out loud. The St. Louis Stallions. You telling me they still wouldn't be that great if they were in St. Louis? <laughs> We kid. All right, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. When we come back to your tweets, I've got a lot to get to on the NFL draft. Plus, we haven't even started to look at the West as one semifinal is already, as Arnie would say, O-V-E-R, over. Yeah. But we get you caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. Steve DeSager is in the house for the first time. I was time supposed tonight. to stay on DeSager's couch. He won't even <laughs> answer the door. I wonder why. I, they won't let me in. Won't even let you stay on the porch. Unbelievable. Yeah, I like the earlier comment that you haven't said actually one positive thing in all the time <laughs> that you've been here this weekend. Two visits. Well, My the, goodness. Define positive. And if, if, if we look older, it's because we all work with you. Wow! Obviously. The Yankees won their ninth straight game 2-1 to one at the Angels tonight. CC Sabathia 2-0 gets the win. ERA <laughs> down to 1.71 with his seven innings of work. Shohei Otani of the Halos with the bad ankle out again and he will miss Tuesday's scheduled start on the mound. The defending champion Houston Astros were tied 3-3 in the seventh. Wound up beating Oakland 8-4. They already won the World Series last year and then they add Garrett Cole to the starting yeah. pitching staff. 12 strikeouts in six and two-thirds today. Mets 14-2 winners at San Diego. Cubs in Kansas City each one at home. Giants as well. Baltimore got a 5-3 home win against Detroit, so the Orioles record is up to 8-20. Boston has the best record in the majors. Oh, 20 yeah. wins and 7 losses. A run bottom of the 8th. Boston beat Tampa Bay 4-3. Pirates won their 5th straight. We'll talk about that later in the hour. The NBA playoff games, two of them today, went to the home teams. Cleveland eliminated Indiana Game 7 to end the first round. 105-101. LeBron James, 45 points. Houston, the top overall seed, opened its second-round series, beating Utah pretty easily, 110-96. to James Harden, 41 points. NHL playoffs, a couple of second-round series, now tied at a game apiece because Nashville in double overtime at home tonight beat Winnipeg 5-4. Washington at home defeated Pittsburgh today 4-1. Joey Logano won the NASCAR event at Talladega, avoiding a late 14-car wreck and holding off Kurt Busch. Back to you. I, I don't Is want it- to get fired, by the way, but that was a goal in the uh, Washington game. By uh, by Pittsburgh. Did you see the one that disallowed? Yeah, Park? that was Pittsburgh's a goal. Upset. I don't want to get fired because we're talking hockey, but uh, I just wanted. To hey, we did it a couple weeks ago. I know we did. Okay. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Wait ago. a minute, the game that was four to one. Yeah, it was. You're it was crying about a goal. No, it was three to one. It was yeah, a, the game it, was like over by then. No, no, what no, was that? It was three to one, and they had scored, I believe, in the second to make it three to two, and they disallowed the goal. He cried about the goalie interference last night with the, who was that, Vegas yeah, and San Jose. I did, yeah, yeah, I did. That wasn't good. My, well, my kid plays goalie. I know goalie interference. They never would give my kid that call. Well, they spun the goalie half around. <laughs> yeah. How is that not no, interference? No, numbers, man. I don't know if that's playing goalie. You no. look like a German shepherd on skates wow. after they threw him out of the way. Sure, they scored. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> For the shepherd burn line. of the night goes wow. to Eric Roberts. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> See, this is why uh, I, this is why I don't like coming back. For Eric Roberts. This is why I haven't been back in two years, Plank. This is why. <laughs> oh, sorry, geez. Arnie. That's Chris, did you hear what he said, though? Hold on. Uh, we might have to go back and rewrap the We're going to have to do that tape again. We're going to have to listen to that one a couple more times just to make sure I understood it correctly. Now, with that said, uh, we do love our jobs. So we are, have we reached our hockey quota? Yes. You know, back, yes. back in the day, I used to do a hockey minute, and I know Eddie does his hockey minute, too, now. And I feel like sometimes that's a little bit too much. So we'll just move <laughs> Especially when the Kings are That's out. That's a little bit right too now. much. A yeah. little bit too much. So uh, we spent a lot of time talking LeBron tonight. Yeah. I asked a, a question: Is there a roster that you wouldn't that LeBron James wouldn't lead to the second round in the NBA playoffs? I mean, seriously, if you think about it, outside of maybe Phoenix, uh, I don't want to throw the Knicks in there, but you put LeBron James on just about any roster, he could probably win a series. Doesn't LeBron have friends like the uh, Banana Boat friends, or is he not part of that group? No, no, no. He's still part of the group. He's okay, because well, all the banana boat guys like to play together. I, I, you know, I don't understand why you know nobody wants to play with LeBron. I don't. Well, I don't who's get really that. left? That was yeah. on that. Who's boat. Like, that who was could... it? Like Chris Paul and Carmelo and <laughs> Chris Paul know. went and decided he was going to go to Houston. Yeah, Carmelo is went to Oklahoma I, City. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, well, and that wasn't really his choice. This Nick. is not. This experiment is not ending yeah. well. He needs more Oklahoma friends. City. I think LeBron. Dwayne Wade was on there, and yeah. he's kind of done right now. Right. So right. I, right. I think he's going to be okay, but I'm very intrigued by that series that's coming up. And even though you want to hate and crap all over Toronto, I think they're pretty good on. <laughs> so, it. I, I think I, that's going to be a fun series. Uh, uh, text that came and says, "Shock Toronto as an NBA team, a eh? more believable than Cleveland having an NFL team." Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> good try, good try on that one, Raptor fan. Now, with that said, let's look at the West real quick because I do have to squeeze in some Westbrook talk here before we. Get yes, you do. Yes, you on, do. You would need to on, explain yourself. Oh, gosh, on Utah and basically what I think was going to happen against Houston and what ended up happening today as Houston destroyed them 110-96. to And listen, uh, Donovan Mitchell's going to be a star. Today wasn't necessarily his day, though uh, that's a fairly quick turnaround from the game on Friday. Then you turn around and you got to play your first game on a Sunday at a raucous environment in Houston. Houston gets 41 from James Harden. Any chance Utah can make this a series, Arnie? They play a little bit of a different brand than what you typically see. A little more physical, a lot less names on this squad and the superstar in the making in Donovan Mitchell. Do they have a chance? Yeah, yeah I, look, I like Stockton and Malone. I think uh, I think those okay. guys are... Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not on the team anymore? They're not there? No, they're not even close. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Utah, now, they, now, Stockton yeah. is at every game. We've seen Malone yeah. like once so far in the playoffs. I, they have uh, two chances, Slim and none, and, and Slim's walking out the door. Uh, they don't have the offense, and I know people think they do, but they don't have the offense to keep up with Houston. Houston should probably win this in four. They won't because they'll have one bad game and end up winning it in five. But uh, uh, is it over yet, or is it just game one? I thought it was already over, so I, I didn't know it was still going on. Well, it's interesting because I guess I kind of OD'd, if you will, on Utah Jazz talk over the last couple of weeks with Oklahoma City yeah. playing the Jazz. And and I'll be honest, I hadn't watched a lot of the Jazz this year, Arnie. I didn't know what to expect. There's a lot of names on this team that we're probably not familiar with, and a Joe Ingles, uh, Derek Favors, who had kind of disappeared from our regular NBA conversation for quite a while, a Rudy Gobert. But I, they have the potential to be a scary team. they got to keep Gobert on the court. Now, they're also scary in the stands. If you missed this on Friday night, things didn't necessarily end so well for the Thunder, and Russell Westbrook was not very happy about it based on the stands. I don't confront fans. Fans confront me. I'm here in Utah, man. A lot of uh, disrespectful 
vulgar things are said to the players here with these fans, man, it's truly disrespectful. Talk about your families, uh, your kids, um, and it's just a disrespect to the game, man. I think it's something that needs to be brought up. I'm tired of just going out and playing and, and letting fans say what the hell they want to say. I'm not with that because if, if I was on the street, they wouldn't just come up to me and say anything crazy because I, 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 don't, I don't play that. Who is that, so Roy McElroy? When they get the chance to do whatever they want to <laughs> do, it needs to be uh, put to a stop, especially here in Utah. So, in other words, now Utah fan, <laughs> I was listening to Dan and uh, Michael this morning, Michael Harmon and Dan Byer, yeah. and they they had the TV piece where the Utah Jazz fan, one yes, of I heard TV that, yes, patients went out and interviewed him, and he was like, "I didn't do anything. I took a picture." But again, you're talking about a guy that's probably pretty hot, running running pretty hot in that situation. But does he have a point? I mean, listen, I'm not making excuses for OKC. We'll get to on the court. Are we letting fans get away? With Why a did he bit go after much? the camera guy, the uh, the guy that was taking the selfie or whatever, or taking the video? What did that guy do? And he didn't have it in his face. He didn't stretch out his arms. Um, I think Russell Westbrook was just frustrated. By the way, another thing that he said, he was out of line with the guy that was Russ- taking. Yeah, he was out. Russell okay, was he was out of line with the guy with the with the video. I don't know what was said. Uh, with the other guy, I don't think it was anything about his parents or family or, or, or anything like that. So I think Russ just exploded because he was in a bad mood because he lost. And th- that, that's pretty much it. I, I think he was out of line about the whole thing, Chris, to be honest. Well, and, and then here's the thing is I'm not here to point fingers, but I think someone has miscalculated how Russ is treated in Oklahoma City by the media. Dude, Russ runs this town. Right. Okay? He is very much baby by the OKC media. And I say that with love. I mean, come on. The Thunder being in Oklahoma City has changed the way that this whole state looks at sports and this whole city views themselves. So I get it. When you have a superstar here that's committed to long term, he's going to get to call a lot of the shots. No doubt he's been babied. But he hasn't always been that way because Arnie Kevin Durant was this superstar. He was being babied before he left. And now they treat him with kid gloves. And I think sometimes he can be hypersensitive to uh, – Tough questions. You've seen that before in the media. I think he can be hypersensitive to fan situations. And I'll tell you what, he's very sensitive to the way this thing went in 2018 because they had set up a roster to where they thought they had an opportunity to be playing, not just in this next round, but in the finals and maybe in the NBA finals. And they came up well short. It was nothing short of a disaster. So I think Russ is very much in the wrong here, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see if the NBA steps up security or oh. does anything, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you'd be, you were going to say it was going to be interesting to see if they fine him. I thought there'd be like a $10,000 fine for his reaction to the guy taking the video. Dude, they gave him a technical foul yeah. for running after someone at the scores table. And so if they're, they're not going to fine, that's, that was the worst, again, I think finding people is sometimes dumb, but when you're assessing a technical foul after the game is over, that's the dumbest thing I've heard <laughs> since a coach suspended a player for a half. All right, we're going to suspend it for a half, and you play in the second half. It's just like, come on, give me a break. But uh, you know what's going to be even more interesting yeah. than maybe this Utah-Houston series or even the Pelican series against the Golden State Warriors is what does happen now. Does OKC's early exit open the door for Paul George to Los Angeles? Why is Paul George getting a free pass when he was hot garbage in this series? What was he, 2 of 16 or something like that? Or He had a great first 14? game. He was, remember, he was playoff Yeah, P playoff P, that's right. One. Yes, absolute playoff I'm Radio garbage. A is what I am. Yes. It was horrible. <laughs> but 
what do you do with Carmelo? You're on the hook for, what, 20-plus mil for him next season? I don't blame him for saying I'm not coming off the bench, but what can you do if you're Oklahoma City? I don't know if Paul George is going to stick around, Arnie, and if you're the Los Angeles Lakers or maybe now he's talking about the Sixers, might be a golden opportunity to add a superstar. Oh, if I'm him, I'd go to the Lakers with LeBron and work it out there. Philadelphia, you don't really want to go ahead and deal with that, but I mean, that would be a good situation for him also, but I think going to L.A. is where he'd want to go. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. When we come back, we have win totals over under already from Vegas. And I am owed some draft talk, y'all. We have to grade every single pick in the draft. Kidding. But we'll dive into a little bit of NFL talk next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. Jaquan bringing us back. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. 877-99 on Fox. Arnie is in L.A. Have you got to uh, – did you cruise by the old high school yet? or do No, no, no. I went and got In-N-Out Burger my first day that I was here, and then I've had Chick-fil-A and, uh, and then went down to Venice Beach to play uh, basketball. So I've done three of the things I wanted to do. You, you don't have Chick-fil-A up in the metropolis no, no, of Vermont? No, no, oh. Well, we, we have it in Plattsburgh. It's come to Plattsburgh, but then you got to take a $10 ferry ride one way, <laughs> and then it's $10 <laughs> to come back, so that makes it pretty expensive. I might do that for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> that might be worth it for Chick-fil-A, man. You could drive is. around the lake, but that takes you like 45 minutes to an hour. So. There is a Chick-fil-A at every corner in our fair state. Oh. You, can't, uh, you can't swing a, a rope without finding a Chick-fil-A somewhere, man. It's crazy. With that said, uh, Steve DeSager comes rolling in, getting us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports, including, oh, I'm sure tons of draft reactions. Didn't even say hello right? to me today. I, I, I come all true. the way from Vermont and didn't say hello. He looks 20 years <laughs> older, Arnie. I don't think I'd say uh, hi to you either. Uh, yet again, not true. It's just it, you, you think that all the falsities are just confined to the show, and then wow. he shows up in the building, and you realize <laughs> he actually lives his life this way. <laughs> the NFL draft had three days of TV coverage. If you add up all the channels on the three days it averaged five and a half million viewers wow which is more than the stanley cup final got last summer which was under five million just for the record in fact the hockey playoff game was on nbc last night it got about 1.8 million viewers the show 48 hours got double the rating head to head on Saturday night. Just for that was the a good episode, Steve. That was a good episode. <laughs> Opening round of the NFL draft, and people were looking forward to this first round on Thursday night. If you again add up the channels, Fox had it this year in addition to NFL Network and ESPN. Add them up. Thursday night's first round over 11 million viewers. Wow. That's just for the first round of the draft. Not a game. Not a game. Wow. We're talking about practice here. Practice. A new stadium opened up next door to the L.A. Coliseum tonight, a $350 million facility housing the MLS expansion LAFC team. There's not a nickname with this club. It's not like you know L.A. Lakers or L.A. Galaxy that's still in This is just Los Angeles Football Club. How about L-A-F-C. the Cosmos? No, yeah, there's no, no. nickname they with this. It should be called the Cosmos. Many co-owners like Magic Johnson was there, Will Ferrell as well, bringing a Falcon onto the field to fly around the new stadium before the <laughs> game. And then LAFC scored in literally the final minute of the game and the sellout crowd, 22,000, went nuts. This soccer stadium was built, I say, next door to the L.A. Coliseum. It's on top of where 
the L.A. Sports Arena used to be oh. where the Clippers played before Staples Center was built downtown. Nice. The defending rookie of the year in the National League was benched in yet another Dodger loss today. Yeah. At San Francisco, 4-2 Giants was the final. Manager Dave Roberts felt that Cody Bellinger was not hustling for a game. Uh, a ball hit into Triple's alley, double, they right? call yeah, it. Yeah, he made it a double. And uh, the manager said, for me, he's too talented a player not to do that and take third base. And he was surprised that he would be singled out like this. And the young player says, I'm always hustling. It just didn't make sense to me. But I get it as well. Yeah, He's not trying so to sure. prove a point. Yeah, I'm not so sure I like that move, to be honest with you. I'm not, you know, you, you never want to call somebody out for lack of hustle, especially somebody like that that's always hard, uh, trying hard every play. And what is he even He hit it worse? into Triple's alley and <laughs> is standing double, on yeah. second base. <laughs> Run. Run. He runs like oh David Ortiz, gosh. I guess. Yasiel yeah. Puig was injured yesterday's game at San Francisco. Puig goes on the disabled list with hip and foot injuries. Separate injuries, back-to-back innings from yesterday. And lefty pitcher Rich Hill is still out, finger infection. And the Dodgers have just been sleepwalking through this first month of the season. After losing again in San Francisco today, they have a record of 12-15, and 15, the defending National Ooh. League champs. And the Giants, at home against their rivals, L.A., Giants have beaten them 25 of the last 36 in wow. the Bay Area. So very impressive. Wow. Cleveland Cavaliers ended the first round of the playoffs with a win over Indiana. I mentioned LeBron had 45 out of the 105 in the win. Didn't I tell you yesterday's the Sager hunt? I said he'd have 44. You were quite confident in yeah, this one as well. Yeah. Trist- Tristan Thompson, we couldn't have seen, was going to start for the Cavs and get 15 points, 10 rebounds. Because the, the bench of Cleveland was 2 of 14 shooting. <laughs> In fact, uh, LeBron had the bulk of the good shooting, and they still advance. Uh, Houston, meanwhile, in its second-round opener, beat Utah. James Harden, 41 points. Of course, they'll shoot a lot of threes. The Rockets from three-point range today, 17 for 32. Center Clint Capella had 16 points, 12 rebounds. Houston bench not good either, 2 of 15, but this was a blowout. In fact, Houston early second quarter was up by 11 Early third quarter, it was 70 to 44 for those who were still tuning in. And by the way, and the box office news for this weekend, the new Marvel Avengers movie came out. It's apparently going to break the Star Wars record for best opening weekend that was set two and a half years ago. Usually if a movie, op- a normal movie, opens to $25 million opening weekend, that's good. This is probably going to be around $250 million <laughs> wow. just in the first weekend and just in North America for Avengers Infinity War. They're saying it's going to be over 600 mil worldwide just for this first weekend. Amazing. Jeez. Man, that is a success, I think you could say. I right? should have been so an actor. Far? Yeah. You should have been an actor I or producer been an actor. or somebody. Yeah. All right, thanks to Sager. Uh-huh. We'll catch up with Damn. Steve coming up here in just a bit. Got a lot of good tweets we'll get to. We'll dive into some NFL draft talk coming up next hour. We have win totals. Oh, Arnie, your boy Jason Witten apparently has a big decision to make coming oh. up over the next couple of uh, days. And we have a little insight on exactly why Darius Geis may have dropped. We'll get to all that next hour with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Hour two, final hour, as we come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Man, there's a hell of a conversation to have about three of the teams. And I guess you can add Portland in here. No offense, Portland, but it's been a while since you've been eliminated. Wow. But between Minnesota, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City, 
Arnie, one heck of an interesting offseason for all three of those teams. San Antonio, what happens with Kawhi Leonard? Is he L.A. bound? Do you have to cut bait and move on? Was this a legit injury year to where it wasn't about any infighting and let bygones be bygones and he comes back and they build again with him and LaMarcus Aldridge? Does Oklahoma City get to keep PG-13? Does he decide that he likes the fishing in the area? Let me ask you a question. Stay here? If you wanted to go ahead and trade for, uh, for Kawhi Leonard, my thing is, when do you ask him? My question is, when did you become healthy? All right, you weren't healthy during the season. Right. When was it? Was it May, June, July? When did you become healthy that you said, okay, now I'm good enough to play because I think he's full of baloney, and I, I think he was healthy and able to come back way earlier than he's letting on the B. I just don't think he wanted to come back at all. Yeah, and I wonder what happened to put him in that him yeah, the point. Exactly. I have no idea. I. I don't know where the animosity is, to be honest with you. I have no idea why him and Popovich got to that point. So um, he's got to be traded, right? You you can't keep him on the team with that type of attitude, can you? No. No, and, and then again, you you never know. I mean, obviously there has been some heavy, heavy real-life stuff happening in that Spurs organization right. with Pop losing his wife, and maybe that's something that clicks as as an aha moment for Kawhi Leonard. I don't know, or maybe it's too late. Again, I'm not trying to use that as a negotiating ploy by any stretch of the imagination, but but you never know what might trigger something in somebody. So I think that's interesting, and then, you know, I, I know you jumped in there, Arnie, but I, I know that I'm in Oklahoma. I know that we cover the Oklahoma City Thunder more than they ever should be and more than they ever will be on a national level. But, man, Paul George and what happens to him this offseason yeah. will be one of the most intriguing offseason storylines. And then if he goes and says, I'm off to L.A. or I'm off to Philadelphia, I mean, what do you do at Oklahoma City? I mean, can you? what do you build around Russell Westbrook with? What does he need to be successful? Because that's the cornerstone of your franchise, and can you get guys to come play with him? By, by the way, what, I don't know if I told you. Yeah, I think I told you this. One of my high school, uh, uh, not buddies, but the guy that played on the basketball team with us, uh, teaches Kawhi Leonard how to shoot. He's been what wor- does that have to do with my Russell Westbrook question? Well, that you, I just you jumped into you jumped into Russell Westbrook before I got done with Kawhi Leonard, though. You, you jump right into that. I didn't get to jump in there. <laughs> I think you say that every time we talk about yeah. the Spurs. Bobo, mark the tape. Every time we talk about the Spurs or Kawhi Leonard, I think you bring up that your boy actually helps him with the shot because he's like the shooting coach, right? He's, he's, got sh- he's also assistant coach on Popovich's staff. Too. There, so, see, there yeah. Go. So yeah, Chip exactly. England. Give me yeah, give me yeah, Chip England there. So there you go. I like how he's your buddy, and you can never. Remembers. Yeah, yeah. I, well, they, they, all my buddies never come on the show anyway. Him, Steve Kerr, nobody ever comes on the show. So whatever. we're oh for about everything. We are. Right. We're all for life. Well, let me move on to a couple of yeah. quick tweets. Then here, this is from Matt. Who we're getting a Russell lot Westbrook. today. Yeah, it's pretty busy, and I've ignored him, and I apologize. <laughs> Russell Westbrook is a terrible role model. OKC made a terrible mistake. They should have let him go and found a better superstar long term in the next five years. No team will touch him. I think if I were to go back and match Twitter history, I think he was somebody that was calling us idiots forever questioning if this would work for OKC. So I think, I, again, Matt, I'm not here to point fingers, but I'm pretty sure you were all in on this just a couple of months Wait, ago. Isn't it funny, though, how three superstars couldn't play with uh... – with Russell Westbrook, I mean Harden, Oladipo, uh, uh, Durant. Kevin Durant. I we mean, could keep going if you would like. So bonus, and I know he's not quite a superstar right. yet, but he was part of that deal in his scanner. I mean, the list goes on. Eventually, you got to look into the mirror and say, is it them or is it me, you know? You know what my favorite part in all of this is? 
and and I don't know, every team has injuries that everyone can point to and say, well, if he just would have stayed healthy, what if Jimmy Butler was 100% right, for the Minnesota right. Timberwolves? Would we, we be in a, a different situation? No. But do you know who they point to and say, boy, if he was just healthy? Andre Robertson. <laughs> Think about that. Andre Robertson is who everyone points to and says, boy, if he just could have stayed healthy, look out. You know, a guy who can't shoot free throws, but yet is such a defensive difference maker for him. They say, well, Arnie, if he would have stayed healthy, we might still be playing right now. I I, I like this one, too, because this is a fair point, but I also think this is assuming a lot. Justin writes, PG3 was fouled on that final shot and should have had three free throws to win the game. That ref is a bigger throb, uh, fraud than stinking genius on sports radio. Wow. I wasn't going to read that part. I wasn't going to read that part. But which, Justin, I, don't, I don't know which play he's talking about. Which one? Okay. Yeah. On the final play of the game for Oklahoma City, after they had missed six three-pointers with a wide-open look on at least three of them to potentially tie the game, Paul George did the old pump fake, got Gobert in the air, Gobert bumped into oh, okay. him. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the the NBA two minute report came yeah. out and said, yeah, we we wouldn't we don't consider that that a foul. But right, now, right. of course, everyone says, oh, the two minute report is against us. Justin, you're assuming with the way things were going that Paul George would have made those free throws. So that's kind of <laughs> I don't really know if I'd get too carried away yeah. with that. And then By the way, one you, more, I was gonna say, do you think LeBron? Everybody was saying that the refs put LeBron and 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 got the win. I thought, but did you see Cleveland get hosed out of those two foul shots? Where um, uh, Indiana got awarded two foul shots, but it, but the play before the twenty four second clock uh, ran out, so it should never have been a foul to begin with, and they didn't review it. They gave him the two foul shots anyway. I saw a lot of plays that seemed I don't want to say where I would look back and think, wow, that's blatant, but seemed kind of fishy in oh. favor of, of of Cleveland. But you're right, Arnie. They're, there seems to be bad officiating all the oh, way around. I've been telling NBA you for a long right time. Now. I I may have to quit this job and, and become an NBA official. It it they're they're just horrible at their jobs. They're horrible. If I were rich enough to buy you out, I yeah. would buy you out yeah. and fund that just oh. so I could see that firsthand. You know what? I wish uh, they would let me do a preseason game just to prove that I can go ahead and be a great NBA official. They'd hire me in a second. I know they would. What would be your qualifications? What would you tell them that you have done to warrant this opportunity? Played with Steve Kerr? Went to high school with Jeannie Buss? Okay. That could be some qualification. That's got to be a conflict of interest. I probably wouldn't be able to do the Laker games. This reminds me of when George Costanza. Do Seinfeld <laughs> references still work or not? Yeah, or yeah of course. Too they, old? No, no, All no. Right. When George Costanza told Jerry, I could, be a, I could be an announcer. I like baseball. And Jerry goes, they usually give that job to former players. Yes, that's Arnie, true. they usually give officiating jobs to people that have officialized at some point or officiated at oh, some Oh, really? Point. These are the best that we have out there? Then they've not done a good job of promoting people then. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. And yeah. then uh, Bakersfield Rod, one more quick one here. For Westbrook to win a championship, he needs to play in a one-on-one league. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be right when all is said and done uh. at that point. All right, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we have more from the NBA playoffs coming up in just a bit. Cleveland has advanced. They'll take on Toronto in the second round. It'll be Boston and Philadelphia. That's going to be a fun series. Already underway in the second round of the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, second round of the playoffs, Western Conference semifinals. Houston and Golden State both gets win. I mean, come on, listen, they're on a collision course with, uh, with each other, right? That's been the way all season long. Yeah. No question about this, right? Well, I-, I wanted to fire my producer on Saturdays, Eminem Mike Myers, 
for suggesting that last week I bring up, can New Orleans beat Golden State because they just got a four-game sweep? I said, you know, you should be fired. I said this last week. You should be fired for even putting that down on the sheet as a topic. And, of course, after what happened uh, with game one, uh, again, he should be fired for bringing that up as a, as a topic last week. I mean, how <laughs> ridiculous is that? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> how crazy. Many? How many people would be fired if everyone would have been fired for a take just, that you felt like would have been fired? Just, for? just uh, our two producers, Saturday and Sunday, and DeSager and and uh, and Bobo and and Raider Ryan. But that's it. So you'd be left by yourself, pretty much. Doing yes. the show, pretty yes. much. Yes. It's gonna be hard uh, to run a board. Yes. Uh, you know, safe segments yes. all from Vermont. Yes. Right. I could no. do it. I could do it. Get the podcast, everything. Care. Yeah, you right. know. I mean, <laughs> By the way, you can catch our podcast on iTunes. Yes. Simply search Fox Sports Radio Weekends whenever we're done. All right, with that said, uh, your level of surprise whenever Baker was called as the number one pick on Thursday night. Now, again, I, I love the draft. I lived it all day long. I just There's a part of me that gets so angry with the melodramatic, wow, wow, whenever it's all that had been talked about all day long that he was going number one when he was announced, but regardless of if it's the right pick or the wrong pick, regardless if it's smart or dumb, oh, it's the Browns, so everyone's going to question it. But, Arnie, were you surprised to see John Dorsey pull the trigger on it? Well, as, as you said, you know, the news leaked out uh, 24 hours ahead of time, uh, and really it was pretty strong the morning of the draft. Um, still, when he was selected, uh, just a little bit of surprise, a little bit of shock, um, only because I, I still thought that Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen were better quarterbacks. I think the reason the Browns decided to take him – Bottom line was that he's 23, Sam Darnold's 20. They don't think he's probably mature enough, and they're not going to wait three years for him to mature. They need to win now. Not quite uh, crazy about the pick award uh, with the number four pick, but, um, yeah, look, I, I like Baker Mayfield. I just think he's going to be the third quarterback out of the big four chosen. That doesn't mean he's not going to have a good career or, you know, lead the Browns, uh, you know, maybe to uh, a couple of wins, hopefully, but – I just think that uh, he'll be okay for them, just not as good as the other three quarterbacks or the other two quarterbacks that I like. I like the fit for Darnold in New York because oh, I love I, that, yeah. And, and I was really hoping that Baker would end up in New York for one reason, and that's Josh McCown's there. And I don't think I'm not trying to tell you guys that Josh McCown's a great quarterback, but if you go back and you listen to what Johnny Manziel right, has said yeah, about yeah. his time, what did he say? He said, Josh McCown helped yeah. me out. He took me under his wing. I think that'll be good, and I think that'll be big for a guy like Sam Darnold. I don't know if they're going to rush him in. I, I hope none of these guys get rushed into play right away. I, I hope Baker gets some time. I hope Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, and especially Josh Allen, though, I don't know if he will. No, uh, Josh Allen I expect to play right away. And same thing with, jo- uh, uh, with Rosen. I think they're going to throw him yeah. to the fire and get I him too. out there right away also. Um, I I don't see Baker Mayfield sitting. So the only question is, is Sam Darnold going to get some time? And hey, let me tell you something. For him to be in an historic franchise like the New York Jets and the whole Joe Namath thing and and New York and and the media, I think he landed in a perfect spot for himself. I I think he's got to be real happy being a uh, member of the New York Jets. And kudos to the Jets because again, I, I I'm an unabashed Baker Mayfield homer. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. I loved him going number one. I think it's a great pick. But when you're sitting at three and you somehow have what many, 90% of the people consider the top quarterback prospect in the draft fall into your lap, Arnie, that's that's one of those kinds of 
things that don't happen to struggling franchises. You don't get breaks like that. You don't get a lucky kind of spin of the wheel like that. That was a huge break for the New York Jets, and they didn't overthink it. They went with the right guy, and I'll tell you what, I think they got a hell of a quarterback. If that was a huge break for the Jets, then why didn't Buffalo and Arizona trade up to number two and try to get the number two pick from the Giants? I was surprised the Giants made their pick with three minutes left on the clock because I figured, oh, they're going to listen to all offers because now that Sam Darnold's on the board, everybody's going to want to trade up. I figure, I thought that maybe Buffalo would offer him two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a third-round pick, a first-round next year. I thought they'd get a King's Ransom. I'm starting to think that maybe I, uh, it's uh, that people didn't want to give all that much up, that uh, it was uh, a little too much asking price for that pick. Maybe there wasn't as much separation in a lot of those coaches' minds, yeah, those yeah. scouts' minds as we have. But I'll tell you what. If I had that opportunity to get up to two and do it, I would have done it. As soon as I saw Baker go at number one and Sam Darnold's there at two, yep. I'm trying to move up to go get him. I'm Heck doing yeah. everything I can to go get him, and nobody really did. Or or at least if they did, David Gettleman was being kind of an arrogant ass and decided, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going with Saquon Barkley regardless of what you I say. I think that's the way it was because he said, hey, whenever there's a great player, you take the great player, forget about what everybody else says. Well, after the draft is wrapped up, we already have win totals. We'll get to that next. Nice. Plus, come on, man. I mean, listen, I'm a draft dork. I get an opportunity to give you my five best pick and my five worst picks. We'll do that right after this. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need. When you need them, Granger's got your back. To help keep your facility running, Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, a couple of quick tweets. Uh, Arnie, Peter writes, the Jets are his, a historic team. I just, I just bad. wrote back. No, I just wrote back, yes, they are an historic team. Yes, they are. How many Super Bowls have they won? Oh, please. Really? They're not an historic team. They're, 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 the New York Jets are just like uh, the Cleveland Browns or something like that. Is that what you're going to tell me? I'm telling you, the Giants are the clear king of New York. The Jets now are they are. Sec- when you're, if I'm sitting here telling you about how great a franchise is based on a dude that played in the '60s, wow! I mean, that's what you're doing, right? Oh, Broadway Joe, Broadway Joe. I mean, come on. What about Arnie? Fireman Ed? <laughs> what about him, man? Come on. Uh, and then Peter adds, "Have Jeez. you seen Josh Allen's college numbers? He was terrible. Yeah, you, you know, know same I thing guess- with his junior college numbers and high school numbers too." There, it, I'm worried for Buffalo on that pick. Sorry, Eric Roberts, our producer, is a huge Buffalo Bills fan. But it's one of those upside picks. You know, in other words, they're counting on this guy reaching what they feel like is an unlimited athletic ceiling. Big arm, uh, physical dude, athletic, but I don't know, man. That kind of... That kind of scares me a little bit right now for, uh, for for Buffalo. Eddie writes, tell Plank I heard Oklahoma City fans say, if only Deion Waiters would have been there, things would be different. That's oh, true, yeah. yeah true. A- add Deion Waiters yep. to that list. There's a, <laughs> there's a very good point. And uh, Rob writes, the Rockets will be coming out of the West. Golden State will not get back to the finals. That's true. We know that. Tell us something we don't know, please. Are you a believer in that, really? Oh, I think that's hot oh, garbage. stop it. Come on, I told I think- you that it was going to be the Rockets like a month ago. Right, and you'll forget and change your mind here in a couple of weeks. My point is, I don't think Houston has anything for Golden State. Golden State is destroying teams without one of their best players. Who else is doing that right now? Uh 
Boston's barely, barely yeah. getting by a Milwaukee team that has me coaching them, okay? They've got a dude that's like me over there coaching them that has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Outside of that, you lose your best player, usually you dip a little bit. Not the case with Golden State. Come on. It's, it's a coronation is what it is in the West. It was fun for a while. It's Golden State, and we'll see what happens in the East right now. My, there's a couple. Oh, OKC wow. needs to dump mellow. He's like a stinking genius. He's useless. I don't know about wow. that. Wow. Did you have a problem with what he said about coming off the bench? Are you okay with that? Uh, he made it. You mean, are you talking about before the season when he said that or lately? Well, he said it many times. Yeah, I yeah. know that. He was like laughing like it's an insult to come off the bench. Come off the bench. Come off the bench. Man, how about if I just say, how about you're not on the team? Because if they can get rid of your $20 million salary, they would have kicked you off so fast, your, your head would have spun. So, you know, don't act like coming off the bench is an insult when you shouldn't even be on the team to begin with. Hey, by the way, didn't Dwayne Wade come off the bench this year? He didn't cry about that. Dwayne Wade came off the bench this year. Carmelo Anthony, though, is uh, he's not going to do it. It's so funny, Arnie. I, I think back to when I can remember the day. Uh, someone looked it up on the calendar. When Oklahoma played Baylor in college football, we were driving to the game, and that's whenever the Woj bomb hit that the Thunder were actively involved in trade talks with New York on a deal to potentially get Carmelo Anthony. And it progressed very quickly and went from they're talking to here's the parameters of it to boom, deal's done. It's McDermott and Canner, and I think a draft pick was involved. Hell, McDermott got traded right away too. But you would have thought that Oklahoma City was raising the Larry O'Brien trophy at that moment that trade was made. (laughs) It was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And now where are they? They're sitting at home with Uh, us. Carmelo, by the way, due $27.9 million. Is that it? Oh, that's a good deal. That's worth it, yeah. Twenty and it's a player option. So again, it's not like Carmelo's gonna go, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean <Yeah. laughs> of course you're gonna take I wanna opt out. I think I can make a little bit more money somewhere else. I wanna <laughs> opt out of that one. Uh, I'm not trying to make this into an OKC show, no. but one more quick tweet on this. Uh Nolan writes, OKC has bigger problems than Westbrook. They have no bench depth. Felton, Abrinas, Grant, Patrick Patterson are awful, need better talent evaluators. Well, that's a GM problem. And if you're pointing a finger at Sam Presti, good luck. I mean, this dude has identified talent well. They just haven't been able to keep it around. Is Oklahoma City in Texas or Oklahoma? Oh, I'm just joking. Is that an insult now? Am I going to get bombarded with insults now because of that? Probably. We're mostly yeah. in bed right now, Arnie. It's past our bedtime <laughs> in Oklahoma. So you're lucky. You're very lucky right now. All right. Uh, Give me win totals. I want win totals, though. What happened to the win totals? Well, after the, after the draft wraps up, suddenly Vegas steps back and says, okay, we have a good idea on what the rosters are going to look like in 2018, 2019. So here are some of the higher numbers as far as win totals. Now, I had to really do a little work because this is in alphabetical order. So if I oh. bounce around and miss a few, I apologize. But it looks as if they've got New England potentially picking up the most wins. Their over-under is at 11 right now for the Patriots. That's a little – is that the highest over on the right? So – that's a little low for the highest over-under. Usually years yep. you see a bunch of 12s, even like a 12-and-a-half, I believe. Nope. No, nope. you, you uh, don't see 12-and-a-half? In fact, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the defending Super Bowl champs, are at 10-and-a-half. Right. No, I meant in years past. Wasn't New England 12-and-a-half yep. last year? I believe they were, yeah. Yeah, because and we were talking this, about them this, going undefeated. 
Yeah, this could change as we get closer, but here on whatever today's date, April 28th, 29th, 30th, whatever it is, they all run together after your birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that's a little bit high for New England based on all the turnover and change, but it would be just like New England to start like last year, lose a couple of games, yeah. and end up winning 12 They're not going 12-4 this year. Not, that's not happening. So you would take the under Oh, absolutely. I may borrow money, but let me see what else we got out there. All right, what are the Giants? I'm not, I'm not into what the Giants are. The New York Giants are at six and a half. Oh, give me some of that. Give me some of yeah. the over on that one, baby. You're taking the over I'm taking on the six over. and a half? Yeah. What about, the, uh, what about the Browns and the Jets? What do they got those? The, now, the Cleveland Browns is incredibly interesting. Yeah. They're at five and a half. Wow. From zero to six, huh? Yep. I'll five take, and a half. I'll morning. take the under on that. <laughs> that might be free money. Yeah. I'll take and that. then you mentioned the New York Jets. Yeah. What was the big talk last year? Oh, the Jets are going to go yep. winless. Yep. They might be 0-16. Yep. Worst roster ever. Yeah. Their over-under is at six right wow. now. I think I kind of like the over in that one. Here's one that I kind of dug yeah. because I think there's a team that reminds me a lot of the buzz and the hype around the Raiders leading into last year. And we got to look right across the bay. San Francisco. Yeah, what is San Fran? Nine. Whoa. Right Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. <laughs> wow. Nine. Then what are the Rams? I got the Rams winning the Super Bowl. The Rams are at nine and a half right now oh, for the over on. I need to borrow some money. Not look, you got a kid's you got your kids' college funds, don't you still going? Um well, you know, my sons we've dipped into a little bit to pay off his mom. Okay, well So yeah, yeah there's a little money going on. Not out all that, your kids have work. to not all your kids have to go to college. We could take the <laughs> over at Rams nine and a half. I feel that's a lot better than in investing in your kids' college education. Well, again, you know, everyone who's been through a divorce knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> what about the I'm Cowboys? Give me the Cowboys. I'm dying to see the The Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys right now in the win totals, maybe I should kind of give a little bit more perspective on this. These were put together by the Westgate Superbook right. in Las Vegas. Well, they're a major so, player. Right, they're a yeah. major player. These aren't things that Chris Plank just made up and said, hey, here's what it's going to be. The Dallas Cowboys are at eight and a half. Wow, that's the right there. Right now. Yeah, that's you right know, there. There is one thing that you find that I find very interesting when I look at this. They don't see a super team this year. They don't see a team no. that's going to run away with it. No. In fact, as far as double-digit win totals over-unders right now, I only see four. And it's Minnesota at 10. Oh, you got to go under Minnesota. Minnesota uh, New England at 11, which we talked about. Philadelphia at 10 and a half. Right. And Pittsburgh oh, that's at ridiculous. 10 and a half. No, that's... <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's ridiculous, it. yeah. That's it for teams at uh, 10 or over for win totals. Here's a couple that I found very interesting, too. Buffalo. Uh, Eric, refresh my memory. Did Buffalo go to the playoffs last year? Yes, they did. Yes. Yeah, they did. It took a little help, but they did get into the playoffs they got last year. Over, under, six and a half. Over. For a win. Yeah. I have faith. Six, six and a half. I got to take the over, Buffalo, six and a half, considering that the Patriots won't be that good this year. I see a nice under. Jacksonville, nine. Ooh, no. What, 8-8? Eight and eight? They're going to go 8-8? Eight and eight? Is what you Jacksonville? Still got Blake Bortles. So what? Still got Blake Bortles. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed one more double digit in here, and yeah. I apologize. The Green Bay Packers are at 10 with their over-under for Wednesday. I'm year. not I so missed... sure I like that one. That one, uh, that one kind of concerns me a little bit. Yeah. yeah they've, give, they've given a lot of love to middle of the road to bad teams from last year. 
Uh, they've given, and it's kind of funny because I look at certain numbers and I'm like, that seems pretty high. But then you realize Tampa Bay at six and a half would mean to hit the under, they go six and 10 <laughs> to hit the over. They go seven and nine, which basically sucks both ways, but seven and nine, I think would be doable. Why not Tampa Bay at over six and a half? If you get Jameis staying healthy, that's a, that's not a bad little bit. What about your, uh, defending Super Bowl champ, uh, Oakland Raiders? How are they? Looking? Eight. Eight yeah. for the over. Remember when they won the Super Bowl last year? You thought they were going to win? The preseason Super Bowl was the greatest <laughs> feeling in my entire life for the Oakland Raiders. They went one and three in the preseason. You really thought they were going to win it, too. He's coming back healthy. If we yeah. were not in for the playoffs, this is it. This is our year. New offensive coordinator, younger guy, yeah. better vision. Yeah. We're good to go. Should have been and fired we- for that. I mean, basically, <laughs> you picked the Dolphins and the Giants I know, to go to the I Super know. Bowl. Well, I should have been fired for that. That's for sure. Right, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports yeah. Radio Studios. A couple of draft thoughts coming up next, but DeSager is in the house to get us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Well, you no doubt forgot the Bills' playoff game because it was 3-3 late third quarter at Jacksonville. This I think is true. most of the country tried that night to forget that playoff game. In fact, I, I Googled the uh, box score for that game from January. The headline to the game story, Jacksonville. Jaguars beat Bills 10 to 3 in ugly sometimes unwatchable game. Wow. It's <laughs> an NFL playoff game, but at least they broke the streak. At least that, they got there. You remember the snow that's, game that's a couple weeks matters. before that? The snow game was more fun than that. Yes, it was like absolutely. 10 yards in that entire game. <laughs> also guys, I forgot to mention last hour the rookie that pitched for the Pirates today. Pittsburgh has won five in a row. They beat the Cardinals 5-0 today. This guy just up from the minors, Nick Kingham, in his major league debut, had a perfect game with two outs in the seventh. Wound up going seven innings, one hit allowed, nine strikeouts, no walks. Wow. Meanwhile, three teams that may be the three worst teams around, all won on the same day. Reds, Royals, Orioles, all with Sunday victories. The team with the best record in the majors, the Red Sox, got a run bottom of the eighth to edge Tampa Bay 4-3 and end the Rays' eight-game winning streak. Boston's record 20 and 7. We mentioned the Dodgers lost again. It was 4-2 at San Francisco. Dodger record 12 and 15. Houston and the Cubs each won and the Sunday night game went to the Yankees who've won 9 straight. 2-1 the final over the Angels and an update on Shohei Otani with his bad ankle for the Halos. He was out again tonight. He will miss Tuesday's scheduled start on the mound and now the Angels say he'll probably start next weekend at Seattle instead. Details from the NBA playoffs on Sunday. Home victories for Cleveland and Houston. The Cleveland win in Game 7 ends the first round and eliminates Indiana 105-101. LeBron James, 45 points. In fact, from the floor, LeBron 16 of 25 shooting. The rest of the team 16 for 49 wow. from the floor. Wow. About 33% for the wow. rest. Cavs led by 13 points late first quarter. Pacers actually took a lead mid-third. Cavs were back up by 12 points in the fourth quarter, and they advance. LeBron James still undefeated all-time in first-round series. Victor Oladipo had 30 points in the loss for the Pacers. Cavs open up the conference semis at Toronto on Tuesday. Tomorrow, one game tomorrow night. It's at Boston. Celtics host Philadelphia in a game one. Jalen Brown of the Celtics doubtful with his strained hamstring. Houston won its opener of the second-round series against Utah, 110-96. to We mentioned earlier it was 70-44 to at one point. James Harden, 41 points. Rookie Donovan Mitchell, 21 in the loss. From three-point range, Mitchell was one for seven. Game two of the series, Wednesday in Houston. Golden State has a game two. Late Tuesday, hosting New Orleans. Is this the night Steph Curry comes back? NHL playoff wins for Washington and for Nashville in double overtime. Joey Logano, the NASCAR winner. Back to you. 
Got an interesting note. Thanks to Sager as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios or Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, this is this is a cool note. Peter King's Monday morning quarterback usually drops during our show. Yeah. And he always has an intriguing note on anything going on in the world of the NFL. I found this to be very intriguing or interesting or, or whatever. So <laughs> Four teams called the Browns for the fourth overall pick. I mean, you would think that that would be somewhere where uh, you've had Baker go one. Right. Saquon go two. Right. And Sam Darnold goes three. So who's there at four? Well, Josh Allen if you want him. Bradley Chubb if you want to go get a defensive player. And, of course, Josh Rosen if you want to go with, uh, with another quarterback. Only one team offered a 2019 first-round pick as part of the package to move, which was surprising, according to Peter King, because you had two quarterbacks who were still on the board when the fourth-round pick came up. Is that including first-round picks in 2018, or that was the best they offered was the first-round pick in 2019? Great question. I I don't know. It's it's kind of vague on it. Probably doesn't sound that way, though. Here's what Peter King learned. He said the team willing to include its first-rounder next year said to Dorsey before the draft began, Quote, I'm coming up for one player and one player only, and that's Baker Mayfield. Wow. Dorsey said, quote, I knew all along it wasn't going to happen. So for those wondering why they didn't try to get some more picks and move down, it's because the only team that was really interested wanted to come up and get the guy that they had already drafted. People, so, I, I'm getting a feel that more people wanted Baker Mayfield than the other three quarterbacks. Every which It wasn't just Cleveland that wanted Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and, and here's here's the thing. I mean, I I get it. Hey, I get it, Mike. He got arrested and got tackled by police during the offseason leading into his senior season. It happened. It was ugly. There's no way around it. You can keep tweeting about it, but a lot of guys get hey, in trouble. You know what I was going to say? I had a, lo- a guy on my local show uh, who does uh, football, and his, he served uh, in the uh, he served with the guy that tackled Baker Mayfield. He the served, Fayetteville police officer? Yes, he served with that guy and talked to him about it afterwards. It was pretty funny stuff. I was I, I was thinking of you when that was going on. I was well, but here's it. the deal is the dude's a good leader. And what do you need more than anything else in a locker room? In a lot of instances, you need a guy who can step up and lead. And right. I, I, that's one of the things that always stood out to me with Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I didn't go to UCLA practices. I wasn't at USC. I can't vouch for it like I can with Baker. By the way, Peter Schrager. Uh, reported as well that Josh McDaniel visited Mayfield on Monday and that there was some thought that the Patriots were trying to offer enough to move up from the 23rd pick to try to tempt a team for they a had trade. Two, they had two picks in the first round, so they could have easily done that if they wanted to. You think you could have easily got up to one with two first-round picks at 23 and 32? Well, you give him those two, and then you deal maybe your second-round pick and your first-round pick in 2019. I think that would have been a done deal. That's a lot to give up, man. Well, I you want say, him or not, you know? I, I will say, though, I thought New England ended up coming away with a hell of a draft. Yeah. Regardless of not getting the quarterback that everyone was so sure that they were getting. But ju- just a couple of notes on Baker and what happened with Cleveland. Now, with that said, Arnie, I put together real quick, before we get to your picks and before we, we wrap up on a Sunday night and before you trash the studio. Yes. Before Ben Mallard gets in there this <laughs> evening. Uh, here, here are five picks that I loved from the draft. I mean, obviously, I think you and I both agree. Darnold going to New York, great pick for the Jets. They had it fall into their lap. That's the kind of break you need. I love that pick. What do you think? Love that one. I think that he's 
found himself in a great situation, and he's going to be a big star. I think all four quarterbacks are going to do well. I know that's kind of you know sounding uh, you know no big hot take there, but I think all four will do well. But I I think that's a great spot for him to be in. Secondly, I loved New England getting Sony Michelle. I, I called that was, before the draft. Did you? I, yes, I did. did. You? Yeah, love it. Uh, and and I know that basically I'm, I'm looking at a grade sheet from the NFL website nfl.com and i know anything bill belichick does is the greatest thing ever yeah of course so if, if, if belichick had taken baker one and denzel ward four we'd be talking about how great it was but because cleveland did it and belichick didn't it's awful but i love the pick of sony michelle so that's a second pick that i love i love i know everyone else hates it but i love orlando brown jr going to baltimore in the third round you didn't have to reach for him in the first round you get a guy that can play the right side or the left side. He can be a franchise on either side for you for the next couple of years. Justin Reed, I loved Houston's first pick was one of the best safeties in the draft. The kid out of Stanford with the 68th pick overall. And I love the Titans getting Harold Landry in the second round. The kid out of Boston College. Now, What did you think the, about Pittsburgh getting uh, the quarterback um, uh, from the Big 12? Uh, from Oklahoma State. I can't well, that's a very good lead-in, Arnie, yeah. because let me get to five picks that I hate. Okay. Now, I know there's certain people that went to Oklahoma State that want to try to tell you on this network that everything that wears orange and black is the greatest thing that you've <laughs> ever seen in your entire life. Right, right. But Mason Rudolph is yeah, an Mason absolutely Rudolph, awful pro prospect. Wow. So I think Pittsburgh, even though he'll beat out wow. Landry Jones, I don't think he's got an NFL future ahead of him. They took him in the third round. Hate the first-round pick that since he had with Billy Price, the offensive lineman out of Ohio State. Hate what the Raiders did in the first round with Colt Miller, who couldn't protect Josh Rosen against those horrific Pac-12 defenses. So we'll see what he does in the NFL. I'm not a big fan of the Leighton Van Der Esch pick because of the neck problems he has for Dallas. And were you watching the NFL Network whenever the Saints moved up? No. And everyone – oh, gosh – when the Saints moved up in the first round, Arnie, you would have thought that Lamar Jackson was about ready to take over <laughs> Sean Payton's offense. Oh, my. Mike Mayock had plays uh. designed. They had him slid in to replace uh, to replace Drew Brees in about three years. They had everything figured out for the future of Lamar Jackson in, San, in New Orleans. And then they took Marcus Davenport, who's a project out of UTSA. I don't dig it. I think it's a bad pick. But it's still one of my favorite moments of the draft because whew, everyone had to backtrack pretty quickly. So there's five picks I love, five picks I love. By the hate. way, under the radar, uh, Josh Jackson, Green Bay uh, out of Iowa, the corner. I thought that was a good pick in the second Jair round. Jair Alexander in the first round, two back-to-back corner needs. They filled them. I loved what Green Bay did defensively in the draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All right. By the way, is it to- is it Honor Landry or Harold Landry now? I forget now. <laughs> Thanks, Vince see- Young. Yeah, I Thanks, love- V-Rod. We appreciate I it. I love that. When we come back to the Geico uh- Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie's picks will take us home on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. With Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. Yep. So where do you go from here, Arnie? Well, I, I, I want to do an apology to Steve DeSager. Uh-oh. Yeah, I said DeSager aged a lot. Right. Because I've not been in the studio for over two years. I've had a two-year ban. Correct. Oh, I stand corrected. I just saw Ben Maller. Oh, my goodness. He aged like I've never seen. Is Ben Maller like 70 years old? Oh, my goodness. He's aged big time, Plank. 
I, I thought he looked good the last time I saw him. I was complimenting. When were you here? Hold on. Do you, are you feeling what? some kind of way that you're getting old or something? No, I just, I just, I'm just saying. Social security check about to start coming or something, I am, bro. I'm, I'm the double nickel right now. I mean, God, everybody is old. Like everybody does not look old. He's old. Everybody yeah. looks fat. When were you said that to ugly. me. You said that to Jonas. You said that. to- Well, maybe you guys should look in the mirror a little bit. Maybe I'm looking in the mirror with... like. I we come in, in here like, in the morning, dude. I brush I, my teeth. I feel I'm looking good compared to everybody I knew who here. you guys were, man. Wow. He introduced himself to me. True. <laughs> hey, get oh that. My uh, God. Get his cane over there for me, Eric. It's a cane <laughs> in the back. We'll get a couple of tweets coming up here in just a bit. But as Arnie uh, proceeds to dump on everything, yes, yes. let's go ahead and allow him to give you some free advice because – He's no longer the kiss of death. Ugh. He pretty much called yeah, the I Cavs did. game on the number. Exactly. So, Arnie, yeah. take it away. Give me a little music. Your picks. Put me in the mood, Bobo, as we you start off at the top. You don't hear it? Yeah. See, that's what happens uh, when you're old. Wow. You old, man. I, let me, right off the bat, the Cavs over Toronto, and it's only going to take six games. It's not going to go seven. We won't even need to go seven. Uh, LeBron takes care of that. Cavaliers over Toronto in six. Boston gets by Philadelphia, but it's going to take seven games. Finally, we're going to knock Philadelphia out with the trust the process, trust the process. Philadelphia is going all the way. I, if, if there was one team I was rooting against, it's Philadelphia. And it used to be Golden State, but now it's Philadelphia. I just hate them. Uh, Houston will beat uh, Utah 4 nothing. It's going to be a four-game sweep, so thank you, Utah. Um, I didn't even know you guys were still in the NBA when Stockton and Malone retired. And, uh, look, at the risk of getting fired for talking hockey, I'm going to take the Capitals to get by the Penguins uh, in seven games. Capitals winning today. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please. But please, please, please remember now, they are strictly for entertainment purposes only there, Chris. You went with a hockey pick. Yes. I like it. You like that one, huh? I like it. I do. Yeah. Right, I may get fired for hockey, but you know that nah, wasn't good. Well, maybe, maybe. You'll be celebrated by yeah. Eddie Garcia when he comes in. Yeah, I saw Eddie. I saw he wasn't very happy to see me. He's like, Hey, how you doing? Why did you tell me he looked old? Did no, you tell I, him he looked I awful didn't or something? Have a chance. I, mean, I didn't even have a chance to tell him that he looked old. No, actually Eddie looked good. Eddie did look good. So he's the one guy that, that looked good in this whole crew. Uh here's a couple of quick tweets before we get out of here. <laughs> Eddie writes, no mention of how David Akers mocked the Cowboys fans yeah. before announcing they were drafting a player named Dallas. You have to comment on it, Arnie. Yeah, you know, that was kind of funny. I I thought that was good. I Why, did people get all bent out of shape because of it or what, you know? Oh, I mean, Arnie, you lived in Dallas. Uh, you spent, how do you put it? You were there for a couple of years. I was there was three the long- years. It was the longest 21 years of my life. Every there year is like seven years there. I mean, there's certain people that can take ribbings. You know, they can take catching a little grief. My Cowboy fans can. <laughs> cowboy fans should, but they really can't. No, they're very the sensitive, yeah. That's a very hypersensitive group. <laughs> Panda Man writes, the Buffalo Bills screwed the pooch last year. Can we say that on the air? Wow. Uh, and this year in the draft, they traded out of drafting Patrick Mahomes last year when they needed a quarterback only to trade up for Mahomes light this year. Wow. How much sense does that make? None. Hashtag a year too late. Hashtag KC says thank you. I'm all about supporting Big 12 quarterbacks at the next level, but I haven't seen anything from Patrick Mahomes yet, Panda Man. So I don't think I'd be tearing down the goalpost. I don't think I'd be cutting down the nets after, what, one good preseason game and one good regular season game. Uh, Ernie writes, 
Arnie, now that you're in the L.A. studio, the only thing you need to worry about is making sure that studio is clean for Ben Maller. I hear that, yes. He'll kick your pasty A up and down the hallways, and it's his birthday. Today's his birthday? birthday? I thought it was last week it was his birthday, right? It's not today. Does Ben have the Jimmy Norton thing where he celebrates his birthday every day? I don't know. Happy birthday, Ben. Uh, Every day is his birthday. Arnie Teller. Tell us how you trash talk uh, during a preseason game. Greatest story ever. I Do was we have, uh, to, we I, well, have one minute. I, I trash talk Charles Barkley because I was sitting uh, front row at the Suns preseason game and I was trying to show off and I yelled, "Go play some defense for once in his life!" And he told me to go blank myself. So, well, I mean, you and Barkley tied. Why? Is he well, I was sitting with a Sports Center anchor who got me the ticket, so I wanted to show off a little bit, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Your way of showing off was having Barkley to tell you to F yourself. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jason writes, hey, you two stooges, yeah. quick, uh, quit disrespecting the Pelicans. And, and also Eric, they tagged Eric in here too. The series is far from over. They'll bounce back in game two after being rusty from a week off. Hashtag fear the brow. I wish I could be rusty after a week off. Give me a week off and let me say I was rusty from yeah. it. Go play! Arnie, have a great week out you, you in too, LA. my Can't friend. for next Sunday night. Ben Maller is Later. coming up next on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.